Hello and welcome to Rando Rob. Each week on Rando Rob, I'll be showing and discussing one item from my large collection of collections. New shows appear every Monday and throughout the week, I'll be adding older episodes of Rando Rob that were previously only available to my Patreon subscribers. You can watch episodes of Rando Rob on YouTube at youtube.com forward slash Rob O'Hara. Just look for the Rando Rob playlist. Audio versions of the show are available on my website at podcast.robohara.com or through iTunes. Just search for Rando Rob. Thanks for watching or listening, and I hope you enjoy this vintage episode of Rando Rob. Well, hello and welcome to another episode of Rando Rob. On uh, this week's show, you can probably guess uh, what you're going to see. <laughs> Because he's standing right here. Um, next week is Halloween. And uh, Halloween is probably my favorite uh, holiday of all the holidays. It's hard, you know, not to go with Christmas. Especially now that I have uh, kids. And when I say now that I have kids, my kids are 15 and 18. So I've had kids for a while. But, um, uh, you know, Christmas is obviously a, a great time of year, uh, and it's fun to celebrate and it's fun to, uh, when you're younger, it's fun to uh, get gifts. And when you get a little bit older, it's, uh, fun to give gifts and see the, uh, enjoyment and stuff that uh, your kids get. But Halloween for me, man, has always been, uh, just this, this intersection of all these things that I love, you know, I love, um, horror movies. I love special effects. I love masks. I love, um, uh, fake blood. I love haunted houses. I love, um, unsolved mysteries. If you haven't watched the new, um, there's a new season. I don't know if they, what they're calling it season. It's a half season or whatever, but another six episodes of, uh, unsolved mysteries, uh, they released on Netflix this week, man. When I was a kid, I had all these books about, um, Bigfoot and UFOs and the Loch Ness Monster and, and all these things. The Bermuda Triangle. I did a book report about the Bermuda Triangle in first grade, you know. I mean, I was just so into that stuff. And um, Halloween kind of uh, ties into all those things, you know. And um, I have never lost that um, – uh, just something, man, when I see a, a cool, you know, um, Halloween type decoration or whatever, I've got a shelf over there with a bunch of, uh, you know, goofy, uh, uh, skeleton fish, <laughs> some, a little skull and some other stuff, you know, it's just Halloween kind of stuff. I think I showed this guy, um, I, th I think my wife actually found this and got this for me is this little skeleton guy, you know, um, and he's uh, supposed to be a bobblehead. Like there is a spring in there. His head moves, but it's so tight. It doesn't really, <laughs> it just kind of go doink. <laughs> it doesn't bobble very good. But, um, I just always have little things like that around. In fact, uh, my wife, my sister-in-law is having a garage sale this weekend and my wife went over to help her and she came back and she said, Hey, I found you, uh, this guy and his name is Flavel or Flavil or whatever. I'm going to show him to you real quick. Uh, I just pop the mic here. Uh, this is Flavel, but as you can see, uh, Flavel's head comes off and uh, there's a big thing of brain. And I think there's some, uh, uh, I think part of the brain comes out too. Uh, but uh, that's now I try to figure out how this goes back together. But uh, this is a, uh, my uh, sister in law. Uh, 
is a, a nurse, and every now and then they get, uh, you know, little things like this, uh, you know, that they're getting rid of or whatever. But the um, the drug, this is for some sort of drug, and if you look down there, it's, uh, let me see if I can line this up here. Uh, it's called E-Lavel or whatever, but when my wife looked at it, she thought the first E was a F, and she thought it was Flavel. <laughs> so this guy's new name is Flavel. So I like it because it kind of looks like a, a bust. It kind of looks like the bust like that was in Batman or something, you know. Um, it doesn't look like a dude. And I'm going to put some googly eyes on it. I think you need some googly eyes. But, um, yeah, it, it, I mean, that's kind of my um, decorating motif, if you will, kind of uh, uh, goofy, silly, haunted house type stuff. And so um, uh, several years ago – Gosh, it's probably been seven or eight years ago. It's probably been eight years now. Uh, there was a uh, a friend of mine, Guy Hutchinson, uh, who uh, I met online. He does a podcast called Drunk on Disney, but he did um, uh, a podcast with uh, another guy that I knew. It was called the Adventure Club Podcast. And they had me on as a guest several times, and I really hit it off with Guy Hutchison. Guy Hutchison is a, a friend of mine now, and we talk on the phone. We, uh, uh, we've we only met once, but uh, we would like to meet uh, more often. But uh, uh, anyway, another one of his uh, listeners owned a skeleton and would take pictures and post them online of uh, her with the skeleton and her skeleton's name was Bony T, which I thought was just hilarious. I, I was like, not only is it a, not only does she have a skeleton, but, uh, uh, you know, it has a funny name and, uh, it's kind of a part of her life. It's not just this decoration. It's almost, uh, you know, like when people go on vacation and they take, uh, you know, an action figure with them or something to take pictures and stuff. It's kind of like that. It was her, her friend with Bony T, you know, and so that was really, uh, the person who inspired me to get a skeleton. And I didn't want a goofy, uh, although I love them, a plastic Halloween type skeleton. I wanted one that would last. And so I went online uh, to a medical supply <laughs> company <laughs> that sells skeletons, uh, you know, for like ones that would be in a classroom that are, uh, it actually says that it's the the molds come from an actual skeleton, you know, so it's anatomically like to the right proportion. Everything right now, he's got a a uh, luchador uh, wrestling mask on, and I'm going to show you some pictures here very shortly of uh, some of the the uh, different iterations that my skeleton has gone through. But uh, when we got him, I knew he needed a name. You know, I loved that um, that. Uh, that person had not just a skeleton, but, you know, it had a name and a personality, Bony T. I really liked that. And so uh, I came up – this was around Christmas time, I think, that I bought it. And there were all these commercials from McDonald's about the McRib. And I thought, Ribs, his name is Mick. Mick Rib. <laughs> and so that was how uh, Mick Rib was born. And so, again, you can see he's all – has all the right joints. He he uh, has all the uh, articulation of a of a regular person. A lot of times, I will stick his thumb in one of his ribs like that, so he could kind of stand in a more natural uh, uh, pose there. And as you will see here very shortly, as uh, I go through some pictures real quick, uh, 
that uh, he's always got a different hat or a mask or something on. Um, and so uh, anyway, I've got uh, pulled out about, I think, 12 pictures from my uh, digital photo collection. And the first one here is uh, I came home from work one day and had found this uh, handwritten note from my daughter. It says, Dad, your skeleton guy is here in a box on the front porch. Now, I had told everybody that I had ordered a uh, <laughs> skeleton and that he would be coming. And so uh, this was uh, the note that I found when I came home uh, from work that day. This is uh, McRib's head <laughs> that came in a box inside the big box. Uh, it was the only part that I didn't really have to assemble. The the uh, jaw and everything was already pre-assembled. Uh, and you just have to um, stick it on top of uh, the top of the spine. There's a little little hole and he fits right on there. Uh, so this is the uh, proverbial joke. You know, the old song, the knee bone connects to the leg bone or whatever. I literally had to... Uh, assemble a skeleton. There are these little cotter pins that you put into place and they allow the skeleton to move just like a human being is able to move. The The hips are, uh, you know, the, the little hip socket there is articulated and, and every single part had to be uh, assembled. So it took a while um, and uh, I did uh, <laughs> get some help from my daughter at the time. Now, my daughter now is uh, 15, so that's kind of what I was going by to uh, actually the um, the year is right there in the file name 2014. Uh, so uh, and it's uh, January 24th. So that would make sense about the uh, McRib uh, coming back, you know, every year around Christmas time. Uh, so this was a uh, McRib after he was assembled. And I can tell you that a skull in general looks pretty small. Uh, on top of a big skeleton, and so right away, I started putting hats on him. Uh, that was a uh, an Irish type hat, but this was that same day uh, that it was assembled. But he has worn uh, many different outfits and been posed in many places around the house throughout the years. Um, and it's not just a. Oh, I should say that he came with a. Uh, let me go back. Um, if you can see that white pole that's going down there, uh, the white pole attaches to um, the backside of his spine, the bottom part of the spine. So, uh, and then the, uh, so it's on, it's on wheels. The bottom part of the, of the uh, support is on a caster. So you can roll them around and stuff, but so his legs just kind of hang loose. <laughs> if that makes sense, they don't touch the ground. Uh, so anyway, this was uh, the first, I think, place that uh, McRib ended up living for a while. This was at my last house. And there was a, what we called the nook upstairs. It was a area that was um, about, it wasn't six feet deep. Maybe it was four foot deep and it was two or three of those columns wide. And it was absolutely useless. And there, there was nothing that you could put up there. I mean, you could put a, a couch if you wanted to go up there and sit and look down over my living room. That was kind of weird. Uh, I put that... Uh, coffee table on the left and a TV and I put, um, it was an old CRT television and I put an Atari 2600 and an NES and literally nobody ever, ever, ever played them. We lived there for seven years. I don't think they ever got turned on. Then uh, I had uh, four or five guitars at the time. I still have the guitars and um, we decided that that would be a good place to hang the guitar. So my wife painted that back wall 
Uh, that color is actually called tomato red. And we hung those guitars up there. But uh, that seemed like a good place to have McRib. So we just took McRib there. And I had a collection of different Star Wars helmets. And McRib has worn all the helmets throughout the years. There's a Stormtrooper helmet. I have a Boba Fett helmet he has worn. I have a C-3PO rubber mask that he wore for a little while. But uh, um, let's see. Okay, so what's funny is, let me go back here. Uh, this uh, The date on these pictures when we were assembling it is 2014 January 24th, according to the file date. This is January 25th. So this was the day after uh, I owned him. This is where uh, McRib for, went for a while. Uh, this was a little bit later. This was uh, the following month, it looks like. And you, know, you can see the guitars hanging on the wall there. But those guitars are way too heavy for McRib. And so, uh, as you can see here, we threw a guitar strap on a Guitar Hero guitar and so that's uh what he was holding we kind of posed him like that and uh found that wig that's one good thing you know there are a lot of times at garage sales uh or places like that maybe even a thrift store you might see a wig and you would think i would that is so gross i would never put that on my head but uh skeletons don't complain <laughs> and you can just buy just about any gross thing and put it on a skeleton and uh, they seem to love it he did not utter a peep so we got him that little rock, uh, rock and wig and the guitar, and he stood up there. You can see how wide that area is up there. I mean, it's absolutely. We put those bean bags there. I, mean, I just never did find a good, good use for that little nook up there. Uh, this was uh, in my Star Wars room at the last house, and for some reason, uh, one of the kids, I believe it was Morgan, found out a uh, a pattern or discovered a pattern where you could cut up paper and make top hats. <laughs> and so she made a couple of top hats for um, McRib. So this was a orange top hat that he wore. The top hat didn't, see, I don't think it lasted very long. They weren't very sturdy. Um, but uh, he wore this top hat for a while. And then uh, she made him a purple top hat. That is a, hey, you know what? There's two fun things here. Uh, first of all, this is a, uh, I think I left this on where we could see yeah, my pointer. Uh, this is a uh, part of my carded Star Wars collection action figures. I'm going to zoom in on this just a little bit. Uh, so when um, uh, the Power of the Force action figures came out, I went crazy. So this collection, if you can see, these are five deep, um, but uh, they're all different action figures. And so I got every single one of the uh, orange figures and, and uh, all the duplicates I could find. I'm not duplicates, but like variants. And then all the green ones. And then I don't know if you could, yeah, you can't even see them in this, but uh, I got all the, the uh, blue ones, which were the next movie. There's the red ones uh, down there. There's the episode one. I mean, I really went crazy uh, with the uh, action figures and I still have them all They're They're all stored away in tubs right now. Um, I didn't uh, not open them because I because of the value. I didn't open them because uh, I like the way they look sealed like that. Uh, but there was just no way to display them all without stacking them. So, uh, again, you can see this was the figure wall. And uh, imagine five times that. Um, but over on the left here, and this has nothing to do with uh, McRib, but this was uh, some of my toy shelves that I had set up. And so... Um, you can see here's a I have a complete uh, Death Star, uh, but here's a extra trash compactor. Here's some bobbleheads I had. 
uh, some random. These are actually um, advanced Dungeons the Dragons action figures, vintage figures. Uh, these are um, zombies. Uh, <laughs> these are uh, Diener. These are McDonald's, old, old, old McDonald's toys from the 80s that I had as a kid. And then uh, I decided to uh, uh, go through um, eBay and spend uh, a lot of money uh, getting all the variants and stuff. Uh, and that's the shelf too, and the shelf, and, uh, there's some extra ones here. Uh, but what, I, what caught my eye that made me want to zoom in here is there's the leprechaun from the last episode of Rando Rob. So this is where the, uh, uh, leprechaun was living, uh, for quite a while. There's a lot of things on those things. Boy, Rando Rob, we could be doing Rando Rob for many, many years as I start pulling these toys out. Look at all that stuff. I don't want to. I don't give everything away. There's more Star Wars stuff up there. So, uh, anyway, there was uh, uh, that was the uh, the the top hats uh, that Morgan made for him. Uh, this uh, particular display did not last long. This was uh, you can see on the date here. This is twelve twenty two, a few days before Christmas, and I thought it would be funny to put a Santa style hat on McRib and put him in the front window. Um, but, uh, the first time my wife pulled up to the house and said, it looks like Santa Claus is dead and he's trapped in our attic. And I went, yeah, that's, that's fair. <laughs> so, um, I, uh, uh, took this one down pretty quick. You can see down here at the bottom, uh, this is the, uh, you can see where the stand and how it attaches and that supports the weight, uh, for, for all of McRib. Uh, now this was, uh, this is a different part of the Star Wars room. And uh, I don't know why there's extension cords running back there. I don't know what I was doing. But um, uh, I went to a garage sale one time, and I was looking around, and it was this old man, and he had a uh, – uh, I was just kind of looking around, and then and it was one of those where he had stuff in his garage, but it wasn't priced, and it was hard to tell, like, how much stuff was or really – what was for sale, you know? And, uh, uh, I saw this gas mask and I picked it up and I was like, Hey, how much is this gas mask? And he goes, Oh, that's really not for sale. And I was like, Oh man, you know? And, uh, he goes, well, you know, why do you want it? And I said, well, uh, I said, I'll be totally honest with you. I have this uh, skeleton, a medical skeleton at home, and his name is Mick Rib, and I dress him up uh, around my house sometimes, and I thought uh, I'd put this gas mask on him, and I thought it looked pretty cool. And he goes, all right, you can have it. <laughs> I, I don't know what the wrong answer was, and I can't believe that was the right answer, but somehow that was the right answer. And uh, so he gave it to me, and, and uh, that's where I got this uh, gas mask from. The... Uh, Gas mask does not fit on his head very well, and so uh, it, it often falls down and stuff. So this was not uh, – uh, I didn't have this for, for too long. But, uh, yeah, this is a cool thing. I, I mean, I still have the gas mask. I just don't have it on uh, McRib. Uh, and then finally I went to uh, – I don't know where we were sometime, but this was uh, right around the time that that uh, video of the lady with the Chewbacca yell went uh, viral and we found one of these masks – and I ended up with one. You can see more of the uh, Star Wars collection there in the back. And uh, anyway, so we got the uh, Chewbacca mask and and uh, that went on McRib for a while. So we, we tried to, um, you know, 
dress him up appropriately wherever he's going to be in the house or whatnot. So, uh, so um, a couple of years ago, a few years ago, we took a cruise to Cozumel, and um, we went to Cozumel because we set a goal for our kids that before they, what we said originally was before they moved out, we wanted them to have visited all 50 states. And uh, Morgan had met, well, actually both of our kids, uh, Morgan was 10 by the time we got to our 50th estate and um, Mason was 13. We we did a lot of road trips. I mean, we, we specifically set out to, um, uh, to meet that goal. And uh, Alaska and Hawaii were the last two, and we actually did cruises to get to those two. So um, we had a lot of great adventures. But once we had done those, we thought, well, we really enjoyed going on a cruise. And so we can really only afford to go on a cruise like every other year. Like we have to um, sign up and then make payments for like two years, you know, to uh, to be able to afford it. Um, but uh, we decided to go to Cozumel. And so we went to Cozumel. We went to, to the Yucatan Island. I mean, we just did all this uh, Yucatan Peninsula. We went to a lot. We saw a lot of uh, really amazing things. You know, we, we try to make our trips educational as well as entertaining, you know, uh, for the kids. And so we, we had a great time. And while we were there, we were walking on the long deck. Uh, if you've never been on a cruise, especially one that goes to other countries, uh, I, I I have read that uh, the first I think mile is usually also owned by the cruise industry, and so what they do is that's what they pack it with shops that are full of souvenirs and things like that. So when you get off, and a lot of people just go to that area, that little one mile area, and uh, you know to do their souvenir shopping, and it's all owned by the cruise industry, and so um, uh, it was it was the same, it was similar in in. Uh, Cozumel. I mean, when you got off and and uh, you went down, there was just rows and rows and rows of shops, and that's where you know when when people come back from vacation, they're like, "Oh, I got these maracas, <laughs> or a, a giant sombrero, or a marionette." You know, all these things. That's where they got them. They got them in that little one, you know, mile strip area. And uh, there was there was a guy, and he was like, "Hey," he was yelling at me. He was like, "Hey, you want a marionette?" I was like, "I don't. What am I going to do? I'm in my mid forties. I don't need a puppet, you know." Although. Uh, that's, I say that with disdain and then I'm like, I'm sure I have puppets in this room. <laughs> I just don't need one of those marionettes. that's going to fall apart, you know, before we get home. And, uh, he was like, Hey, how about, how about these masks? And I look and he had all these luchador masks. And what did not help the situation was we had just left this, um, uh, place that was trying to sell us bottles of Mexican liquor and we had gone through a taste testing thing and I had done so many shots of liquor <laughs> that I was feeling no pain in Cozumel. And I was like, give me that mask. And so I bought this um, stupid luchador mask and I'm, gonna, I'm not going to put it on. I'm just taking it off so you can see uh, McGrim's head here. But uh, <laughs> uh, but anyway, so I, I bought this mask and uh, put it on and... It's funny because, I mean, I'm a big guy anyway, you know, but it was like, it just seemed like they were all very small people. And I felt like 
a very large, powerful wrestler as I was walking down, you know, and I was like, ooh, <laughs> just yelling and stuff. And uh, everybody was laughing, and it was a, a really fun time. But, uh, uh, yeah, so that was one of my uh, souvenirs from Cozumel. And so, uh, you know, it's uh, the week of Halloween, and, and Mick Rib needs his costume, so perhaps he will be a, a luchador this year. I don't know. I, you know, I really haven't been going to – Thrift stores. I love thrift stores. I love antique malls. I love all that stuff. And I just haven't been doing it this year, you know. Um, I mean, we have gone to thrift stores, but not not like we used to. I mean, I used to go every weekend or every other weekend or during the week sometimes. And we just haven't been going. And not only are we not going, but a lot of people aren't donating stuff. So when you go, it's it's the same stuff there all the time, you know. Uh, but, you know, in years past, we have gone and I've looked for uh, – you know, silly costumes like a shirt or a hat or something and, and got it for uh, old McRib. So McRib may have to, uh, and his buddy Flavel, <laughs> say hi to everybody, Flavel. Hello. <laughs> Flavel may have to uh, go without a, a costume this year, but, uh, eh, you know, it, it'll be all right. Uh, but I'll definitely have him scooted over in front of the uh, window blinds for Halloween and, you know, with the luchador mask or something else. So anyway, uh, I hope uh, you guys have fun uh, this week on Rando Rob. Uh, I um, hope, you know, I, I really, I, I think I can't help but think back, you know, I, I mentioned this. I think I mentioned this on um uh, Patreon that, you know, it's just a time where, uh, every single thing I write, every single thing that I talk about COVID comes up in the conversation, you know, and even, and if you don't mention COVID, it's like you're intentionally avoiding it. You know, I could say, well, we're not going to do our normal Halloween stuff this year. Well, people know what you mean. <laughs> they mean that you're not doing Halloween. You're not doing trick or treating because COVID. You know, and so uh, I just hate it. And and I really hate it for like, I, you know, there was that age of, I don't know, from when I was five, maybe six until I was 13, 14. I think 15 was the last year. 14 or 15 is the last year that I went trick or treating. I was a little too old. Uh, but, you know, there's just that that time that you don't get those years back. And this is just a year that won't be the same for kids. And I hate it for them. Uh, so. Uh, I don't know if you have plans with you or your kids or whatever for Halloween, but uh, stay safe. Do do what you can and uh, enjoy it the best way that you can. And uh, I will uh, talk to you all throughout the week and see you guys next week. Thank you so much for your support. I always appreciate it. And I will uh, be talking to you soon. <laughs>